War Room, the Hockey Podcast, episode 69. Welcome back. Uh, again, some more time off, um, family and personal reasons going on, so we took a little more time off again. Uh, but we are back, episode 69. This week is kind of a little bit of everything. We're mainly going to cover uh, the upcoming World Junior Tournament, which um, is, I'm sure, going to be high-quality hockey like it always is, whether there's fans or not. Um, it's obviously, the most wonderful time of the year. Obviously, we'll get to it. Uh, there, Sweden has had a hit to their their roster due, with COVID reasons and, and all that stuff. There's questions around the United States and the quality of team they're going to put on the ice, but uh, we will all get to that here um, coming up shortly. Uh, a few headlines to start for everybody. Um, episode 69 of War Room Hockey Podcast. Uh, I'll pull up some headlines for everybody. Um, the most recent one that came up this morning, Henrik Lundqvist out due to heart due to a heart condition, will not play in the 21 season. It's hard to say 2020, 2021 season when they're not starting until 2021. So, um, But the upcoming season, he is out. Yeah. Uh, Let's rec- just call it next season. Recently signed a, a one-year contract with Washington and will now not play d- due to a heart condition they really kept that quiet hey like i i heard nothing about that from anybody no nope. until this morning um again um well we just kind of mentioned it nhl hoping to start the season in mid-january again everything is still a hope Not, nothing confirmed yet but the uh, talked about date is january 13th with a 56 game schedule um if you follow the social media of anything from nhl us uh, TSN, Sportsnet, anything like that. They, there's been speculation and hype around the um, potential division alignments. Um, again, nothing confirmed yet um, as they hammer out some uh, travel issues and, and different questions like that. More questions than answers right now on every front, and we'll get to that in a bit. But yep. it is um, there is a lot of moving parts. I am still confident that Bettman and Fear and Daly and everybody is in the the whole PA is going to get this done uh, because there's just too much at stake, but man, they got a lot to do. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Steen retires after 15 yeah. seasons. Good um, on him. Report is due to back issues. Uh, so he is stepping away while he can still step away, I guess is the way to say that. Um, but tremendous career for Alex Steen. Um, I am sure, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to guarantee it, but I'm, I, I'm sure that he will at least be discussed for a future Hall of Fame ballot, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you know, he for what he's done, he doesn't have huge numbers. Um, he never, he never put up huge numbers. But man, what a what a solid career! He's just, he was, uh, he was kind of a throw in when uh, when Toronto after they he, Toronto drafted him. He played six hundred games there, and then he was a bit of an afterthought in a deal to St. Louis, which which they've regretted ever since, amongst many other deals they regret. But, you know, he's got, what, 13, 1,400 games in the show. Jeez, uh, uh, where is he? Seven, eight, nine, 1,000-point guy? Yep, pretty close. Uh, and so, uh, hey. so not, not jaw-dropping numbers, but, man, just solid everywhere. Yep. The kind of guy you got to have and, uh, and a great kid. Agreed. Uh, good on him. Uh, congrats on him for yep. 15 years, for 15 uh, NHL season NHL career. Yep. Um, 
lots of a big mess going on in Vancouver. Um, Holtby <laughs> apologizing for his mask. Welcome to the world we live in. Um, The world-famous anthem singer fired for protesting the lockdowns. And now, um, reports coming out that there might be a logo name change due to the connotation, negative connotation to the natives around around the Orca logo that they have. Whatever that means. We're not going to get into it, but that's a headline... Uh, coming into the hockey world today. Um, so we're just a few minutes into this, and and already my left eye is twitching over all this stuff. It, this is... Uh, it's ridiculous. Let's just move on. Let's, this we'll, sucks. We're going to move on. Uh, moving on, uh, NCAA hockey is underway. Um, American International in the Atlantic Hockey League um, in the Atlantic Hockey Division uh, sits first place at 9-3, and three, so they've got a good start. Uh, Minnesota... Uh, in first place, uh, Quinnipiac. Uh, the ECAC is not really underway. Quinnipiac and Clarkson are the only two teams that have played games, and um, the WCHA has yet to has yet to they start have, anything. Yeah, uh, they've got well, okay. Conference wise, they've they've got overall numbers here, but uh, conference wise, they've yet to get underway. Um, a lot of a lot of teams do just because of COVID and everything. But um, NCAA hockey is playing; they're playing in pods. Uh, yeah, right. So uh, they're doing at least so that they can hit the ice, which I think is important for these kids. But hey, I digress. Um, well, yeah, and we'll we'll get to a little more of that in a few minutes too. But uh, but having said that, though, Alaska shuts down their season in the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, the powers that be up in the Alaska government apparently decided that it was too dangerous for them to travel from all the way from Alaska to go play anywhere. So screw these kids yeah. and just we're just going to shut it down. Uh, okay. Well, they're, anyway. they're a little short of space in Alaska also, which is, you know, you can imagine how cramped the guys must be there. In, uh, <laughs> in Alaska. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um, BCHL uh, is on pause. Um so is the majority of the CJHL altogether, um, but I since they're on pause to to talk about them, I do want to mention um, they have 132 NCAA commits for the 2021 season. You so know, that's about where they were last year when we were at. They put the about that showcase. number every year. Yeah. Um, so that, but hey, good on them. They continue to put put out those big numbers, so good for them. The WHL um, is not scheduled to start in January as they had hoped. Yes. Uh, no updates as far as I've seen on when they hope to or plan to, but January is now off the table for them. At this point, you'd you'd argue just cancel and just come back next year. But again, there's more at play than just. Uh, those rash decisions. Yeah. So, that's, and, and that's, again, like everything else, we've got more on that and, and the far reaching effects of it, but that's uh, more on that coming up as well in just a few minutes. Yep. Worm the hockey podcast. Um, part of the reason we were also um, away is we've got um, in the next few months, we've got some big changes coming for us. Um, yeah. Uh, big I things, guess. big things coming here in the coming months. So look out for that on our social media platforms and weekly here on the podcast. So big things coming there. Uh, Worm the Hockey Podcast episode 69 this week, kind of covering 
uh, an amalgamation of everything, uh, mainly junior hockey, and trying to at least speculate some answers on some of the questions around the hockey world. Um, before you do anything, make sure uh, you hit the subscribe button. And the most important thing to help us uh, climb the charts, uh, unf unfortunately, is not subscriptions, as, but make sure you do that. Um, uh, subscriptions Which are, is free, by the way. Yes, subscriptions are important to us, um, but to get us up the charts uh, is the ratings and the reviews. Uh, they, are, they are what proves to the algorithms that iTunes and everybody has that uh, we are getting listeners and that we are... Um, that we have the the numbers yep. that were that yep. were there and that we can compete. So make sure you make sure you hit the make sure you rate, make sure you review. Obviously, you can rate and review how you deem and how you feel the show is. But let's be honest here; it's a five star, so nothing less. And we need your help because I am running out of fake names to rate and review with. Uh, I'm starting to run thin, so we could sure use some help out there. Right now, he's on Turd Ferguson. <laughs> So, <laughs> Turd Ferguson has entered the building. Big so. fan of the show. Big yes. fan of the show. So, make sure you do all that. Settle in. Episode 69 of War Room the Hockey Podcast <laughs> is with you. And uh, we will be right back to cover the questions that be. Beauty. War on the Hockey Podcast, episode sixty-nine. Uh, I want to I, real quick, and this this was one of the biggest headlines that I wanted to touch on. Completely forgot about when we did our intro. Um, Pierre Lacroix has passed away. Oh yeah, gee whiz! Um, tremendous, tremendous. Um, not only tremendous brain and tremendous man in the game of hockey. Tremendous general manager. Um, he did great things and. He, tremendous person he seemed like as well so um he will be missed not only in the hockey world but in uh the avalanche and nordiques organizations and in their histories um tremendous tremendous and and he will be missed so yep. uh, rest in peace Good to pierre day. lacroix absolutely so, thank uh, you for that wanted, wanted to touch on that now as we as we transition here we're going to talk uh, real quick uh, because it is coming up in a matter of a week and a half or two weeks uh the world junior tournament um, the biggest question uh, that I want to start off with is the thoughts on um, Robertson not being loaned well, out of Toronto. You know, he's is that that is that a, the right move? Is it the wrong one? Is it a good or bad situation? Is it good for him because that means that he's likely earned himself an, a regular spot on the NHL exactly roster? What it is, or you know, what's you know what's going on is. Should he have been loaned so he can he can play? He's at that age, or has he done tremendous things? He's earned himself a roster spot. That's I think most of the time, m most GMs, uh, especially if the kid has a legitimate chance to be in the roster, come the start of the season, nine GMs out of ten are going to say, "Don't let him go. I'm going to keep him." As with Alex Lafreniere. Uh, Robertson, there's a handful of them around on, you know, from all different countries and, and all different rosters, not go. And you send a kid over there, uh, he gets banged up. You know, you're not doing the kid any favors. Yeah, everybody wants to play for his country and it's all well and good. 
and you know that that whole thing is is fun and games until somebody has an ACL or a concussion or something like that. So no, I I would not take a kid that I thought might even in the next couple of years be a factor on my re- everyday roster would not be going. So well, yeah, that's that's the right way to go with that. Um, and with with him in mind, even without him on the U.S. roster, uh, without Lafreniere on the Canada roster. Those are those two are the quality of the tournament this year again. Uh, I know it was a tough year last year for the U.S., but uh, those two teams and Russia probably going to be the ones standing at the end of the at the end of the tournament in January. If if anybody out there who listens to us who has not seen that, watch the World Junior Championship. Find it someplace wherever you are. Watch all you can. These are NHL stars coming along, and everybody that you see in the show today. Everybody's sweater that you're buying and who everybody's on on Xbox and everything they they started all started in the same place and it was a World Junior Championship. So anyway, uh, Russia roster you got the uh, Askarov kid in goal who's going to be a star. He's a, pa- a Nashville draft pick. You've got uh, who else jumps out at you? Pod Colson, uh, the um, Vancouver Canucks pick, going to be going to be a star he's uh, he's another guy that's going to be big in this league uh carolina pick um Ponomar- vasily ponomarev solid solid player i mean they they're going to have a great roster abramov and amarov both toronto maple leaf picks up front look out for russia they can score if they get the goaltending from Eskarov, they're going to be real hard to beat uh, you know, Sweden's got a great roster. They've got a handful of uh, their defense, uh, especially uh, Bjornfeldt, Broberg, uh, Soderstrom. They've got they've got some great players on defense. Uh, probably the best overall defense in uh, in the tournament. U.S. Man, they this roster at the U.S. has got everybody. I don't know how much uh, attention you've paid to that so far. I know there's a lot, a little bit of brain damage over who's not coming, like Robertson, but Spencer Knight in goal, uh, Tyler Clevin on defense, Jake Sanderson on defense, a star, absolute stud. Um, Matt Burn, Matt Benier from Michigan, he is draft eligible this year, one of few. Cole Caulfield from Wisconsin, uh, Brendan Brisson up front, Farinacci, Arthur Kaliev. Alex Turcott, Trevor Zegras, what a group of forwards! They can do everything there. So, Matt, and don't forget Matt Boldy either. He's exile. He's yeah. a good catch, Matt Boldy. He's got himself a some size and everything there too. It, so, um, just a, a great roster. Canada coming in with three, um, three unproven goaltenders. I mean, you got Dylan Garand from uh, from Kamloops, who's a, a Ranger prospect, um, probably the front runner. They're real solid on defense. Jamie Drysdale, Bowen Byram, Caden Gooley, uh, Korzak, Caden uh, Korzak from Kelowna. We've seen uh, very, very sturdy defense. Justin Barron, the Avalanche, another Avalanche defenseman um, up front. Listen to this. Oh, yeah, I'm looking Quentin at Byfield, it. Dylan Cousins, Kirby Dak, Dylan Holloway, Peyton Krebs, Connor McMichael, Dawson Alex Mercer, Alex Newhook, Jake Pelletier, Cole Perfetti, Jack Quinn, uh, Thomas Sino, and Connor Zary. 
like, what a holy smokes. So I, I, I like that. I like that roster. This is our annual. No one speaks to each other in our, in our family. For yeah. A week and a half. <laughs> but, but it's it's a uh, it's a wonderful time of the year. We all come together for Christmas, and we all split up for the World Junior Championship. <laughs> we throw away all that goodwill before we even get to the middle of January. You know, I saw it's something. Awesome. I saw some as we were talking about juniors. First of all, my son is a twenty thirty eight. Uh, draft yes. eligible, we'll say. So watch, watch for the name Bennett Rower. He's keep a that, 2038 draft eligible. Eligible. <laughs> his his mother will not like me saying this, but draft eligible Team USA World Junior roster. Well, um, he's gonna because he's he will be a be dual, dual citizen. So, so but okay. that it's that kind of stuff that I need to. I saw something and it made me think. <laughs> Evgeny Malkin, Alex Ovechkin. And Tarasenko, yeah, Russians living in the United States, they all have young children, very very young children. Yep, obviously going to grow up in the United States. Probably same scenario. Probably be dual citizens with with Russia and in the U.S. Yep. Will the pure obviously many years away? Pure speculation. Are those three? If they play the game of hockey, you know they're going to be pretty good hockey players. Are those three Russia or Team USA? Oh, let me answer that. It's that, it's with that a type of, of different. It's that type of thing, right? So I so like yeah. um, I just said Team USA for my son. It's not that definitive if he gets to that point. He'll you know he's going to spend. He's born in Canada. He's likely going to spend. It, if not his entire life, a big chunk of his life in the, in Canada, yep. um, pending any moves or changes. So while he'll be dual, will Canada be his choice? So will Russia be their choice, or will they go Team Team USA? Alex Turcotte. Dad played in the show, settled in the U.S., born in the U.S., playing for the U.S. Uh, who else do we have here? In, in years past, anyway, there have been a lot of guys that come through. They're sons of former players. Guys settle in the U.S., they stay in the U.S. So, yeah, like yeah, the, the, the Kachucks. Uh, yeah. Stasny. Yeah. Um, even Brett Hall. Even the Halls, yeah. Yeah, Brett Hall was... Brett the, Hall was, the, if I remember correctly, though, Brett Hall was, the f- at least on my memory, the first big one to actually make the decision. He made the decision. Some other, because... some other players, some other players just end up doing it. Yeah. Hall, if I'm, if I'm, my memory is correct, actually, actually made the decision of actually came out and said, "I'm going here instead of there." Whereas what the happened? other names that I listed just kind of. You play played. where you can. You play yeah. where they'll take you. That's with Brett Hall. The first time he tried out for, I believe it was a World Junior Championship back in the '80s. Team Canada didn't want him. I be, I think it was World Juniors. I can't remember which uh, which one of the youth tournaments it was. Canada cut him. When he then became a, a, a star at Duluth, and he said, "Screw you! I'm playing for the U.S." And he was, um, you know, he was dual. Uh, Stasny was actually born in Quebec City. So now with Hull, was that a situation where they said no to him? We don't want you. 
became a star at Duluth, and then they wanted him. Yeah, it, it, he had the opportunity to go that. back and play. For and then they Canada. finally actually said, "Hey, we we now want you." And yeah. then he said, "Screw you." Nope, that's yeah. exactly the way it went. And so, but most of these guys, you know, when you're when you're that good, you're at the development camp. They'll take you to to uh, Ann Arbor or wherever they have that, and uh, and you'll you'll go with them from there on. And you, so I'd say, you know, in in Ovi's case, he's such a hardcore Russian. The kid, if he plays and he's any good, he may end up going back to try to play for Russia. But yep. you never know. Uh, here's the question: While we're on World Junior Two, um, it's likely, um, kind of. Now the game, the game, the game is growing and improving in a lot of countries, and it's great to see as a hockey fan that that it's doing that in places like Switzerland and uh, even Kazakhstan and these different places that they're actually able to compete a little bit and put put some quality on the ice. Having said that, it's likely, like in years past, that the big the big ones that you're going to see competing for medals are Sweden, Finland, Russia, Canada, and the U.S. Exactly. Now, that might be the case this year. If you had, to, here's the question though: If you had to pick um, of the teams competing, a a sleeper, a sleeper team that if they ended up on the podium or they ended up competing in that situation wouldn't necessarily shock you germany germany yep germany out of all the teams austria um canada czech republic finland germany you say germany yep uh, russia um slovakia uh sweden switzerland switzerland the u.s the swiss scare the crap out of somebody every year Right. To They'll, the point with, though, where they're not that that doesn't necessarily make them a sleeper anymore. True, but they're still there are still some style of play issues with the Swiss, and it's not necessarily bad. It's not wrong or right, but it's just different. It's it lends itself better to the World Junior because they playing under IHF rules suits the way they are brought up. As far as being able to compete with the North American teams or with. Sweden, Finland, Russia, probably the team that is, if not this year, going to knock off somebody, then soon, uh, the way at the speed at which they're developing players is going to be Germany. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Uh, any other World Junior um, points that we want to make before we kind of transition and move forward? I j- just watch it. Just watch and pay attention. These guys remember the names. Watch these guys play. There's so much passion. There's so much skill and speed, and uh, and they just play their hearts out. I, I, this is my favorite hockey tournament of the year, and yes, that includes the Stanley Cup. It it is a good tournament with or without fans, so it's it's fun to see. Yep. Um, tension in our household, but it's fun to see. <laughs> uh, I re- I remember my my better half scolded me a year or two ago um, when the U.S. and Canada played in the outdoor game, outdoors, yeah. and the oh, U.S. Yeah. won in the shootout after Brady Kachuk's yes. shootout goal. And uh, I learned real quick right there that I'm outnumbered in my own house at that point with with my significant other. And if I'm not careful, my son will be against me too. So I need to, need to, need to raise him right. We'll see how um, much influence Grandpop can have with him. 
Uh, before we transition, I do want to I do want to say a quick note. If you are a podcast listener, uh, tune into the Blessings of Life podcast. Uh, my wife Carly and I uh, are the ones doing that podcast. Well, we've only done uh, two or three episodes so far uh, due to um, pregnancy and uh, having our first child, uh, amongst other work and other situations. Uh, we do enjoy that podcast and we do think that it is quality, uh, quality listening and something to tune into, um, to kind of help to keep things in perspective. The Blessings of Life podcast. Uh, we also have, uh, in the coming weeks and months, um, a podcast that I'm doing with a, a, a colleague and a buddy of mine, uh, called dad motive with, uh, Jerry, uh, we are doing that. We are, we will be filming that for YouTube as well as recording for Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, that is coming up uh, soon, uh, so stay tuned for updates on when that gets going. Dad motive, um, all about uh, dads, um, the reasons why uh, why you want to be a dad, why you you are the dad you are, things like that. Um, so, dad motive. Uh, keep your ears to the ground for that. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be calling into that one or or sending messages into that one because I I think I'm going I'm probably the best suited to provide dad jokes. Yes. Of anybody. Yes. So. That's it. That's a must on that one to have at least some dad jokes. So, uh, dad motive. Uh, stay tuned for updates on that. Uh, also, um, in the Okanagan uh, Breakaway Brewing, uh, tremendous beers on tap. You love the stout. Oh, the stout! The mine. stout is great. Is mine. Uh, the vanilla cream ale is a, is a fan favorite, um, as well as the new New Zealand style pilsner. Um, I'm not a beer guy necessarily, but the vanilla cream and the New Zealand style pilsner are two beers that I enjoy and actually can and want to drink. Um, so right. make sure you're if, if you're in the Okanagan Valley, you stop into Breakaway Brewing. Uh, we that we are filling growlers. Um, we are filling grunts. Uh, Breakaway will ha- is hoping to have their own growlers and grunts for sale uh, coming in the next week or so. Uh, so make sure you step step into Breakaway to pick one up for Christmas, uh, as well as any other merchandise like hats or glasses uh, for stocking stuffers. Um, Breakaway Brewing in the Okanagan um, is uh, doing tremendous things with uh, with giveaways and swag and and gift cards as well. So Breakaway Brewing in the Okanagan, uh, your place for craft beer. The uh, they charge for the beer, but the wisdom is free. Just so it you is. know, it all all beer comes with free advice yes. on any topic. It is. Uh, we mentioned it before. Um, an an old. Uh, I'm putting it in, in air quotes. Sponsor, because again, so far we're not getting paid for for mentioning these. Um, but an old friend of ours, an old sponsor of ours, um, Jeff McCallum, has retired from ABK. We mentioned that uh, a week or two ago. Uh, congratulations on retirement. He's kind of like you, though. Uh, with how will retirement suit him with the way the fast movements there? Uh, maybe you and him can go in on buying oh. that block in Penticton that's oh, for sale. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's um, just what and, we need. And, I don't even, I, I've been trying to avoid Jeff as much as possible because between the two of us, the, we're so full of ideas and things that we just overload ourselves. Yes. So, uh, dad motive podcast, stay tuned for updates on that. When we do make sure you subscribe, make sure you rate and review again, ratings and reviews are huge for climbing the charts. Make sure you tune in uh, when that gets going to not only Facebook and Instagram, but also Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube, we will be filming dad motive, um, for YouTube as well. So, uh, tune into that when it is up and running, uh, the blessings of life, 
make sure you head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe, rate and review again, the big ones, and uh, stay tuned. We There are plans to continue to record and put out episodes for that as time permits with everything going on at home. Um, and War Room the Hockey Podcast, as always. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Like, follow, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, continue to listen. We appreciate your support. So, War Room the Hockey Podcast, episode 69. World Junior, um, we, we touched on that a little bit. Good there. We, 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 we are good there. There's a transitioning from World Junior to the NHL. Right now, as bad as we feel for all the kids playing minor hockey that may or may not be able to get on the ice, all the kids playing developmental bantam and, and midget hockey, uh, draft eligible into junior A or major junior. Junior hockey players that are trying to get into scholarship programs in NCAA. Draft eligible players that are, this is their year to be seen in the show. Bad, bad time to be shut down. But what if you, I mean, if you're a, if you're a head scout, if you're scouting department, player development, who are you drafting? There's a, the draft rank right now, I mean, it's, it's out, but it's based on mostly last year. Mm -hmm. Nobody's, so many kids are not playing. There are probably a hundred kids that could be in the top 15 in the NHL draft, the upcoming NHL draft, but nobody will know because we can't see them. Um, to me, uh, to me, I'm going to take a guess that NCAA and the World Junior Tournament coming up is going to be the big indicator. Because yes. uh, right now, you might not have anything Right else. now in the NCAA, um, uh, first of all, Carter Savoy at Denver. Yeah. he He's, wow. Right in the eight or nine games that Denver's played, yeah. and he has five or six goals, and how many? I mean, he's tearing it up. Um, but you know, Carter Savoy. Um, what? What? I'd have to pull up his stat. What's his draft? Is he draft eligible? He's an Edmonton pick, so he's already picked. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, but it's Matthew that's coming up in right. a couple of years. Right. Yeah. Getting the brothers mixed up. Anyway, the point is. World Junior Tournament and NCAA, I think, are going to be the big indicators for the draft yeah. because of the situation we're in. Yep. Um, Couldn't agree more. Speculation right now, based on his play so far with Michigan, does Kent Johnson go first overall? He's he's like like Savoy in Denver. He's lighting it up in Michigan as a first year player at, yeah. at the University of Michigan, doing tremendous things that even even when he played in trail in the yeah. BCHL you didn't think he was capable of and he's doing tremendous things but you know but he's he, doing the type type of tremendous things where good on him but I still didn't see him as a first overall pick and yet because of because of covid and whatever else he might he might be the guy that goes first overall he very well could be i mean right now uh Owen Power is ranked top at the top of the draft class but it's like there could be two dozen kids that could go number one. There could be a hundred kids that go in the top 10 or 15. And certainly Johnson is one of them. And while a lot of people may not have seen a, a lot of Ken Johnson, if you listen to War Room, the hockey podcast, you got him from last year's showcase. He yep. was uh, he was at the top of our class along with Finn Williams, Finney Williams. And, uh, you know, these guys, these guys jumped right out at us uh, at the showcase. And so 
you may be surprised, but we're not. No, we're, I'm not. When I say I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm not really surprised. But it, it's one of those things where, where you could argue maybe somebody's higher up in the rankings than him uh, until this point is well, all I'm saying. Yeah, and, and and with that in mind, think about it this way: the number one overall pick may or may not mean much this year. Everywhere in the top two rounds, everywhere in the top three rounds, it, you could you could uncover. Uh, a gem with the 75th pick, which is not always the case just because not everybody has seen much of these kids and you may not get a chance to see much of them. And it's likely that everybody's going to play at some point before the draft happens next summer, but who knows how much or where or against whom. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's a real, uh, that's a real sticky. A lot of questions. And, and it's, um, you know, those same questions could be asked moving forward. Uh, because again, you could argue that the flat cap is going to continue even into for the next couple seasons. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so as a result, uh, before you before you um, move forward, what does that mean for free agency? Because exactly it's a it's a it to me it's a, to me it's the same. Uh, before you answer the question, I'll ask <laughs> the question. Uh, you know, to make us look like we actually prepared. Um, it, to me, it creates the same question that you, you kind of got this year. I mean, there's still a number of guys this year that have not signed. Mike Hoffman oh, yeah. um, and guys like that. And there's a number of guys on the free agent list that are likely not going to see NHL ice this year as a result, free agent-wise, right? Agreed. Yep. You know, like, to me, he was a great depth forward, but you may or may not see Carl Soderberg in, a, in an NHL lineup this year. Exactly. Right? So, and not because he he's not worthy of it. But just simply because of cap and, and COVID and things, it is what it is. So as a result, especially with the fact that at the end of the day, players and agents want to get paid flat cap or not, right? So as a result, moving forward, um, because every year you're going to have big name free agents like Petrangelo this year and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, what is what is the f- the flat cap moving forward mean for big name guys like that? It means it's a bad time to be trying to cash in on free agency. And that's just, that's just tough. That's the way it goes. Nobody likes it. The owners are getting clobbered. Uh, The players are right now, just so you know, they're taking out a loan against their salary. So the deal with the CBA, which has another six years on it, by the way, the deal with the CBA is the players get 50% of hockey revenue. Hockey revenue for this year has been determined already to be $3 billion. Now, there's a new TV deal coming in the U.S. ESPN's chiming in and a couple of other things are happening there. Maybe fluffing up the TV revenue for the league. But for right now, the players have negotiated uh, with the league that they're going, they'll go back to work. Everything's going to happen like normal. But they want all their salary. All the players' salary this year is a billion eight, roughly, a little over a billion eight. I think it's billion eight seventy one. Their their contractual share of revenue, hockey revenue, is only a billion five. So the owners are going to pay the extra three uh, three hundred and seventy one million dollars to the players, but the players are going to pay it back. So if you got a paycheck this year there's going to be a deduction coming. So right now, 
this the flat cap is probably going to extend at least through next season. Let's just say, for example, we play 2021-22 as normal, October to March. But the it, during that season, the revenue going to the players is going to be reduced by, if to make it simple, it'd be reduced by three hundred seventy-one million dollars. So. You're going to pay all that back. It's basically a loan. You're going to get your full salary, but you're only playing, let's say, 56 games. So you're going to be paying back 26 games worth of revenue at some point. It might be next year, might be the year after, might be three years from now. But your escrow and everything that you have coming to you is going to be deducted. So you might get your full $6 million salary this year. But next year, if it was all to be corrected in one year, instead of getting your six next year, you would get 4.8 or something to that effect to, to deduct your share of that shortfall of $371 million. So that's the loan against salary. But let's, uh, let's expand that further because all this ties together. Well, it also creates questions too for Seattle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for Seattle and the expansion draft of, you know, the type of players that are not only unprotected and made available, but the type of players that they can actually, that they're actually willing to take. I mean, you got to take who you take. I mean, if whoever's unprotected, but right. the point is, you know, it, it, it affects who you want to take because while you do have to get to the cap minimum to fill the team with a flat cap, that, that adds up pretty quick. So, you know, it's, there's. It's going to be like everybody's going to be, fortunately, everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's got to manage the same salary cap. Uh, they've all got to figure out when this happens. Like you bring up Seattle. Seattle has to figure out who to choose, but it's probably more complicated to figure out who to make available because now you got to base some of that availability based on signing you know, the signing potential. Am I going to get this guy done? The players and the agents have to say comparables in 2019 had me at four and a half million. If I went to arbitration, I'd get four and a half million. Now with a flat cap, even though I put up good numbers, my, I'm, I might only have a market for three and a half. So do I sign for three and a half? If I'm Mike Hoffman, do I take a, a 30% haircut on what my value could have been? Or do I sit out? If you sit out, who's going to magically come up with the extra money? No one is. That's who. Nobody. So everybody's got decisions to make. And the complexity just keeps getting worse. Because now you've got the roster questions, which haven't been settled. So you've got, are they going to let you have 25 guys on your active roster and five on your inactive roster. How do those inactive players affect the cap? If you send a guy down making 2 million and you bring one up making 750,000, do you get to take all that money off your cap or do you just get to take off the top million, which is the case right now? Normally, as you know, a normal roster will use 35, maybe 40 guys in a year. If you limit them to 30, how are you, how are you going to navigate through guys getting banged up? How are you going to, what if, what if at a month or two into the season, 40 games into 56 games, Evan, your, your 30 man roster. Now you've got walking wounded. You, you got 18 guys left. 
Now what? So, like we said at the outset, there's more questions than answers. And they've got to figure this out. They've got to figure out figure it out to everybody's satisfaction. And there's going to have to be some compromise. The one thing that I'm really happy went away is the the Players Association's potential discussion of filing an unfair labor practices lawsuit against the league. That would have been a good idea. Whoever said whoever said that should have been thrown out the window. And whoever said, let's don't do that should be get a promotion because that is just the most ridiculous idea at this point in time that you could ever come up with. And if that was Donald Fear, he should know better. Agreed. Well, to me, the question that comes up, and it's just the one I thought of literally just a second, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to ask it because it scares the living shit out of me, is will you know this five-player taxi squad situation affect the style of play will we see in some fashion whether it was intended that way or not an ohl situation where now now it's waving sticks but you know we're just kind of you know what i mean because because you don't want to risk it right because all of a sudden you all of a sudden now you get preseason style even olympic style play where now it's just kind of like well, I don't want to get on on you know Tom Wilson's bad side and risk being out for for three months with a concussion because the team's going to be screwed. Yeah. So what you know does it affect the style of play to ensure that you've got your roster? Great question. At the at the, stre- at the home stretch of the season, fifty six, eighty, however many games when you're competing for the playoffs in the Stanley Cup because 56 games are 82 either way Stanley Cup's a Stanley Cup and you got to compete so does it affect you, style of play yeah that's a good question and i i hadn't thought about that part of it but in the in the interest of caution maybe you don't see as many guys blocking shots maybe uh, maybe you do see fewer guys willing to go in between the dots and go to the front of the net and go into the corners i i don't know We'll just have to wait and see. And, and, and who knows, like how many, you know what they look like every year. You've got either years where you're on your third, fourth, fifth goaltender. I mean, for granted, all the Col- Colorado had last year had the, the season record of, I think five or five? six goalies, not yeah. only played, but five or six goalies each had a win. So that's five or six different goalies that you're playing at yep. a time. Toronto's and, defense last year was down. They were down. And to that right there is your taxi 10. squad. Right. If, if you're not careful is five is five goaltenders. So, so yeah, it's I, what's good for one's good for all. They're going to figure it out. It'll get done. It's going to look different somehow. It might be in a hub city it, or several hub cities. It might have division realignment, including a Canadian division uh, and a couple of U.S. divisions. We don't know. It's going to be different than normal. I did hear it's going to be the same for everybody. I did hear a rumor of some players wanting um, baseball style series play. Well, that makes sense. Where, you know, Chicago comes into Colorado and they play two or three games in Colorado. Right. And then Colorado goes to Arizona 
and plays three or four games in Arizona. Yep. And then, you know, type of thing. Well, that, we talked but, about that last last episode where why would you why would you do a road trip where you're in Edmonton one night, Calgary the next, then you get a night off and you're in Vancouver and then another night off or back to back you're in Winnipeg. Why would you not go play Edmonton twice, Calgary twice, Vancouver twice? On the way home back to the Eastern Conference, you stop in Winnipeg and play two. Like for travel, for maybe even safety, it makes way more sense to do it that way. And and look, the owners are going to be shelling out money that they, they're, they're going to be in the red this year, at least temporarily with player salaries. So they're willing to put that money up and collect it down the road from the PA. But if you can save money on travel, it benefits everyone. And I, you know, the only... I, look, when you start asking questions, it only leads, every question leads to three or four more questions. So at, at this point, it's all speculation. It is starting to take some shape though, right? It is. Uh, they, it is. Nothing's confirmed, but January 13th is the speculated date That's now. That's the target. That's the target date. Um, granted, they've had target dates before, but January 13th is the target date. Um New, at least temporary, division alignments with the Canadian division um, is has some traction and some steam, um, things like that. So they are making progress. Unfortunately, though, again, they're making progress with with putting things in front of you and then leaving you wondering how it's going to play out. So, well, and and think what the guys have to deal with when you when you talk about having they're talking about having partial buildings uh, with fans it only works if every building gets to have fans some provinces some states are allowing those kind of gatherings florida is pretty wide open california is nothing so you could go to tampa and probably put 10 or twelve thousand people in the building or to miami you can't do that in san jose or in la or anaheim it's not so you you can't open some buildings to ticket revenue and gate revenue and concessions and not others. So do you go to hub cities? Do you go to places that are open for business like Florida and do you create a hub city there and have teams flying in and out of a bubble or staying in a bubble for, you know, six weeks or something until some of the restrictions are lifted? What do you do? And every state, every province are, they're handling it differently and they they keep changing and the border restrictions keep changing so it is it's a bit of a mess but what we do believe right now correct me if i'm wrong we think it's going to be approximately a 56 game schedule we think it's going to start january 13th or thereabouts we think the players are going to get full pay and repay that that back over the next two or three years we anticipate at least a couple more years of a flat cap even if there is a new TV deal and we have no idea yet what the rosters are going to look like or how they're going to handle rosters without an AHL, without an East coast hockey league. We don't know when the draft is going to take place or who's going to be, who's going to be in that draft because half the kids eligible for the draft this year have yet to play a minute. Yep. So that's what we know. That's what we don't know. Yep. So, <laughs> We're leaving our listeners with more questions and answers, unfortunately, because that's where we're at. Um, so we're a, we're a little bit like uh, like a Netflix series. We get you right to the end, and now 
You're just going to have to keep watching. You're going to have to tune in to find out. Um, Coming week, what are we excited about? Um, I know we're nine days shy of Christmas. Um, World Junior Tournament is starting in in about that same time frame. And uh, it's well over one week, but... You know, January 13th, potential start to the season. So lots to potentially look forward to in the coming weeks. Yeah. But in the coming week, I suppose, we're, um, I'm looking forward to being back in studio again for another recording. Yep. Um, making progress on some big changes that we mentioned earlier um, with the podcast moving forward. Yep. Um, New opportunities like there. New opportunities, we're, all that stuff. weekend. So. Next weekend starts the World Junior Championships. We got some preliminary games, pre-tournament games starting on Monday, December twenty-one. We're gonna we're, what we're gonna have to do, and I'm just thinking of this now is what we is BCHL showcase style recordings during the World Juniors. Ooh, what if obviously not- watching from home or whatever, but at least getting some recordings in while watching or while doing something to put some commentary to things, whatever, all that stuff mm-hmm. to at least at least you know, bring people in, you know, kind of be in an, in an effort, in an effort to bring the information in a more timely manner than episode week episode. Cause then we're, we're behind five or six games and we're, you know, all all this stuff. So I think that's a good idea, but what you have to decide is what I get to make the decision. If this one's on you, I'm all for it. You can count me in, but what if you're not speaking to me? Then how do we do a how do we do an effective episode if you're giving me that annual silent treatment? Ma- you're Ma- not as bad as mom is. The, mom is a little worse than me. I'll just and, say, but and your your brother and gets my brother, a little my brother gets a little up. stirred up, but it should be fine. Um, no, it'll be fine. But it is something. I, it is that. something That'd we should fun. try to do. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the dad motive podcast, while we're talking about it, we did have an idea um, to have an episode about wonderful dad ideas. And that that got me laughing with Jerry about your infamous, hey, I've got an idea. Love it. And, and that, so look for that. You You are going to be... We've talked about it. You are going to be a guest at some point, and we're okay. gonna we're well, gonna discuss. So I'll see if I can work it into my schedule. Yes. How's that? So anyway, a lot to look forward to. Um, I am looking forward to potentially trying to do that with the World Junior Tournament. At least, at least whether it's fifteen minute little little short episodes or or whatever. At least adding some commentary to the tournament, and at least bringing the information. Even if even if even if we're doing an episode every day or every other day type of thing, at least for the duration of the tournament, at least putting more timely information out there yeah. than a week to week thing where we're behind by three five or, or six episodes of games. 15 minutes a piece. Yeah. So, so I, and I have to be careful because my, my text messages uh, during the world junior championships always contain a lot more obscenities than they do on a normal basis. So I have to, I have to be careful where I open those up. Well, are they voice text messages or just text messages? Just texts. Okay. Well, then if you're not reading them on, on air, if you're not reading them on recording, then it should be fine. Oh, okay. Right. Unless you plan on, for the sake of adding context and content, <laughs> you decide you're going to share what's being said, then, you know. <laughs> no. Then look at that. look into a bleep button, which you've say, been saying we need for a while. and get the bleep and button. And all that stuff. So, but, well, 
lots going on. A lot, anyway, a lot to, to look back. forward to. It is, it is good. Hopefully, uh, you, of course, I say this all the time, and now, now there's talk of you and your significant other then leaving town again here uh, soon. Um, but hopefully, whether it be in studio or Zoom, we get back into weekly or bi-weekly recordings and back into more steady stuff, especially if the season gets going and yeah. and all that stuff. So, Definitely. Um, Oh, yeah, we'll do that for sure. A lot to look forward to. Um, again, um, going to flood Thank you me. here. Again, some plugs. Um, the Blessings of Life podcast it is up. There's two or three episodes there. We do have plans to record more uh, here in the future. Don't know when yet. A lot going on here at home. Um, but please subscribe to that. Rate and review for that and stay tuned. Dad Motive. Uh, that is coming up. Um, there's going to be fun there, but it, but it is started in a serious thing because there are resources, a lot of places that we find for moms, um, not a lot for, for dads uh, with different different topics like uh, miscarriages or, or, you know, birth or anything like that. So there's some serious, some serious reasons why um, Jerry and I want, have decided to do this, but it's called Dadapalooza. Dadapalooza. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, we will have fun with it as well. Dad motive, uh, dad jokes, different stories, different things like that. So uh, we will be recording that for YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get your podcasts as well. Uh, that is not out yet, so stay tuned for that. Dad uh, we 2.0. Will, we will provide updates for that. Uh, stay tuned, War Room Hockey Podcast. Um, we are trying to stay up to date with uh, social media posts. Unfortunately, only so much you can post about when there's not a whole lot of hockey content out there at the moment. Um, but hopefully here in the coming weeks, sp- starting with the World Junior Tournament, that begins to change. Uh, so stay tuned. This has been episode 69 of Worm the Hockey Podcast, uh, covering different headlines. Um, sad to hear about Henrik Lundqvist. Um, yeah. Rest in peace to Pierre Lacroix. And um, yeah, episode 69 World Junior Talk, uh, World Junior Tournament starts here in eight or nine days. Big stuff. Christmas. Everybody have a, a Merry Christmas yep. and a Happy New Year. We'll mention New Year, New Year again, um, but have a Merry Christmas. If you if you can be with your families, screw the government. Be with your families and <laughs> enjoy your That's New Year. Point. Enjoy your New Year, and we will look forward to a bright New Year, hopefully, yep. uh, for not only the world, but the hockey world and warm hockey podcast. And I'm not wearing a mask, by the way, <laughs> not in studio. No. Um, thank you for joining in studio. Love it. Thanks for having Appreciate me. it. Our listeners are the driving force behind what we do. We can't thank you enough for continuing to tune in and your continued support. Make sure you subscribe and you rate and review, and we will see you next time on war room, the hockey podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.